In an industry defined by what we create, it's the people who lead that make good things great. This is Get the Knack, a podcast by the National Academy of Construction, where we connect you with insights from experienced industry leaders to develop your skills and expertise and help you achieve your fullest career potential. today's session of Get the Knack. My name is Anna Franz, and I'm your host for this session, where we'll discuss closing out the project that is part of our quality management topic area. Today, you will learn about a three-prong approach to planning and executing closeout activities to ensure that all legal requirements are met, taking care of the project staff, and learning from the project experiences. I've been a member of the National Academy of Construction since 2018, and we are joined today with Ron May, a member since 2020, who will address the closing out the project in NAC's Quality Executive Insight topic area. Ron is a retired executor from DTE Energy and serves with the Engineering Advisory Board for Oakland University. He is an executive in residence at the University of Michigan Ross Business School Center for Positive Leadership and author of Project Management for Experienced Project Managers. I'm very glad that you can join us today, Ron. So let's get started. So there are several questions and these are related. You know, when is a project complete and who is responsible for closing out the project? And what are best practices for ensuring that this process gets enough attention, which generally it doesn't? Well, let me start by saying that we've all experienced uh, project closeouts that have been fumbled. And it's something that is avoidable with planning, but it certainly isn't something that we necessarily uh, pay a lot of attention to. Um, There are so many attributes within a project that that are important. We're worried about uh, whether we actually get the work done. We worry about whether we um, have uh, completed uh, the work on, uh, uh, on a budget or on schedule. And we spend time thinking about those elements a great deal. And when we get to a point where the project looks done, the keys, the keys have been turned over to the client, the uh, project is functioning, you're in some sort of trial run or startup phase that, that feels uh, like it's working and completing a warranty phase that feels like it's uh, progressing. And we think generally that's the end of it. And what really is occurring behind the scenes and the activity that feels like it's getting done by somebody, but it isn't really all that important, would be those things like closing contracts, closing out the accounting within the, uh, within the enterprise, making sure that invoices are paid, making sure the final version of all of the design documents are in a format and in a repository that the uh, client uh, requires and can use. 
making sure that uh, the people that have been on the project spend a little bit of time on lessons learned and maybe changing procedures that are going to be uh, used on other projects or even on current projects uh, that are ongoing within that same entity um, get, get done and get built in. What we do is those kinds of things we just kind of leave at times to chance. And so who is it that's responsible to close all those loose ends? And we think about legal. We think about um, maybe somebody in a contract administration area. We think about HR and maybe the timely release of personnel onto the next project. Um, we think about IT and the, the company's um, uh, organization that is maybe the repository for digital uh, footprints. Uh, and you think about all of those players, most of them maybe are not full-time on the project, but they have definite need for the data, the input, the outcomes of the project, uh, such that the project really gets closed out in a way that um, leaves everything uh, in a place uh, that is usable, uh, not only for the future, but to defend against um, defaults or other issues that may may have arisen. So what I'm suggesting, and this is, um, this is basic project management 101, is that you start with the, the baseline documents, the budget, the, the, uh, uh, the specifications, uh, the schedule, um, the documents you may use to create uh, contract requirements uh, and RFPs, those baseline documents are required at the very beginning of the project. And in those documents, there should be budget allowed for closeout. There should be an expectation of how the closeout of the project will progress. There should be a, a methodology uh, for the schedule at the end. Uh, such that there's not just a complete uh, stoppage at the last startup activity, uh, but there's maybe a period after that for uh, project closeout. And I, and I feel that the project manager really could be that hub. Um, and the, the basic way in which most of us think about these projects, it's not glamorous. This is not the exciting part of the project. It's not even worth my time. And I'd like to be on to the next new thing. And generally, I already know where I'm going. I'm already living in that new project. And this is just a dangling uh, attribute that's hanging around uh, that nobody wants to be involved with. And so therefore, the who is the project manager, project leader, whoever that is at the very end. And they should have a checklist, a methodology for making sure that everything expected uh, gets done. And because we've built it into our plan, our schedule, our budget, we, are, we know that it will uh, be funded and it'll be uh, just uh, part of the way we do things. So that's kind of the backdrop of what I'm talking about. And we all know in our hearts that it's the part of the project that nobody thinks is glamorous. It's the part of the project that nobody really wants to spend much time on. It's got all the little problems. Why doesn't this add up? Why is, where's the documents? 
you know, who did the last as-built drawing and where is it exactly? And when you're going back to find those people, they're, they're focused on something else and it's really hard. And so at the end of the day, uh, this is probably uh, something that ought to be held up high as an important thing from the uh, leadership of the organization, um, the, uh, the sponsor of the project, uh, should hold this as a really important activity. And the people that are involved uh, should be uh, uh, given uh, the resources to finish. That includes, at times, uh, taking trailers off of sites and taking the rest of the inventory and getting it built into the, the client's inventory or taken back and maybe even sent back to the, to the vendor. Um, it's all part of making this an acceptable, logical part of the project. And what should happen is when completed, the person and people that made it happen should be um, celebrated. They should be uh, given uh, a, a recognition and they should be given um, part of the, uh, of the uh, outcomes of, of and just as important as those that maybe did the startup and poured the concrete, that this is also uh, an important part of that. Ron, I always love talking to you because I always learn something. I have I had never really thought about the importance of having the planning for closeout as part of the project, the overall project plan, and have it, you know, um, well thought out and detailed, because I imagine that closeout activities almost have to start at the beginning of the project of keeping track of all of the details and uh, making sure everyone is uh, following up on what should be done. And I just would like to also underscore the importance of uh, developing a master schedule, a really integrated master schedule, because there's so many activities at the end that that uh, are in actually uh, dependent on each other. I once had a project where, you know, it was a it was an alarm on a refrigerator that prevented us from from moving the scientists' work because we didn't have the alarms. But then the BAS system couldn't pick up uh, what ha- had to happen next in the system based on the pressurization of the rooms. And so, you know, it was just a lot of complex, both simple and complex things that had to be addressed, but you know, sort of imagining how you manage all of that from the beginning uh, seems to be um, really insightful. So I really appreciate that. I also appreciate uh, recognizing project staff and, you know, in small and large ways. And, you know, it seems that in my own education, closeout doesn't really get a lot of focus as we um, learn to become good architects and good engineers and good construction managers. I I agree with you. Uh, It's almost um, an afterthought. And frankly, uh, it's a lot of times it's uh, not the most, um, it's not glamorous. We talked about that, but it's also um, people would like to be someplace else. And actually their leaders would like them someplace else. Uh, We've got the next project going and, you know, why aren't you done already? And, you know, let's get, get through this. Therefore, if you do plan and you do make arrangements for this particular uh, segment of work right from the beginning and 
build in processes so that things like change orders are addressed early and not left to the end and that invoices are demanded early and not left to some later point where you're trying to reconcile actions with, uh, with the uh, paperwork. If you can get that done as you go and therefore knowing full well that the closeout will be better because of that, it makes it uh, so much better in real time as you move through the project such that the as-belts are done except for that very last one or the invoices are paid except for that last uh, months. And therefore, you can get done more quickly and the dangling end of it becomes tolerable for everyone. Have you found in your own career that clients are more satisfied and have greater value for your work when you are uh, that efficient or does it not really affect them? It affects them, especially if the owner is working within a budget uh, uh, calendar year. And I would suspect within the government, this comes up uh, from time to time, but I'll, I'll ask you that question. But I know within large organizations, especially those that work on a, uh, uh, a calendar year that may start in the middle of the summer as opposed to the end of the year, and that the contractors are working with a year-end um, balance sheet and, and uh, earnings, uh, that sometimes those differences really uh, add up to some dissatisfiers, that a contractor thinks he has a lot of time to get something done and it's dangling. And all of a sudden, he's starting to think or she's starting to think that I've done my closeout and gosh, I'm short here and there. And I could have billed for this under my contract and I haven't done it yet. And you get all of these loose ends that are really dissatisfying, especially to a uh, uh, a one-time owner that isn't a uh, is not that sophisticated. Maybe building their own building uh, for for some reason, and it's not an ongoing method. Uh, you get these weird outcomes that uh, where expectations are felt that says I I thought I was done, and I'm getting more costs. So I thought I was done, and I see the trailers are sitting out there, and it doesn't look like we're done. And I think that those dissatisfiers are real. Uh, does it tend to impact maybe the next piece of work that you might do with that owner? Probably not. But it certainly, uh, it certainly is something that perhaps the, perhaps the controller, the general counsel, um, maybe somebody in uh, the inventory uh, procurement supply chain area, those people uh, do have a lot of influence over the, how things work uh, after you're done. And those dissatisfiers, I think, do add up over time. That's a great comment. I really appreciate it. So stellar execution sounds like what we should all be focused on. And I think your suggestions for good front-end planning on, in this particular aspect of project management uh, are, are very, very well taken. So are there any uh, other insights that you think that uh, would be important to share for our audience? I think there's probably a level of planning that we normally don't do, and we kind of wander into it over the course of a project. But um, to think that you may have funding for closeout, 
um, wouldn't normally show up in your in your budget line items. And so that would be something new. And I'm suggesting that you, we should think that that's something we should uh, consider and, and build in. I also think that there are some things within project control, project management, project control, that would say, I'm going to stay current with the changes on the project such that I don't have surprises at closeout where the closeout itself is discovering difficulty, both in terms of um, on on paid invoices, on build invoices, um, procurements that uh, perhaps you have uh, to return and there's been some warranty limitation. That level of detail is really hard at the beginning. And my my point would be is you put a placeholder in, you uh, you figure out a way to reflect the idea, but then perfect it early on, but perfect it over the, the, the next few generations of budgets and planning. An example of that would be the documentation repository. Not every owner has the same thinking around that. And you may, as a, as a contractor or as a project support um, entity, uh, might have your own choice on that if the owner doesn't have one. But invariably, whatever you choose may not be the choice that they need within their organization. So Anheuser-Busch would be different than um, Exxon. And you can say it's the same, but it may not be. And even if it's the same software, it may have a different code of um, master code of how things are set up. That question doesn't get asked. And all of a sudden you get rework within the closeout process. And so I'm, I'm just giving a few examples of the level of detail of how difficult it could be uh, to uh, explore this. But if you've done it a few times, and your checklist is there, it's a question you're asking. How would you like this information? How would you like it to be presented and in what format? And therefore, uh, I guess what I've mentioned now is processes within the, the program, planning within the budget and, and scheduling, and then as an example, what the specifications from the client may be for certain attributes of the delivery at the end. These are all just fabulous points. Just fabulous. And I just really, really appreciate them. So thank you so much for joining us today and providing um, these great ideas. And thank you everyone for tuning into this episode on closing out the project. Sharing the wisdom and experience of our NAC members is our way of continuing to improve the industry. Get the NAC will be back with more content on leadership, project management, and many other design and construction executive insights. Please provide feedback on this session at getthenacnaocon.org. Let me say that again, getthenac at naocon.org. Also, let us know of topics that may be of interest to our industry. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Get the Knack, because the construction industry needs people like you. 
leaders and innovators to build our future.